Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Myrtles Plantation, located in the deep American South, with its hot summers and lush green pastures, might sound like an idyllic place to spend a weekend. But its history is one of civil war, slavery, disease, and the might of the Mississippi River. One house in particular seemed to punish its occupants. Are there spirits now roaming the property? Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and this week we're looking into the case of the Myrtles Plantation. As always, we kick things off with this week's fact or fiction and listen out for the answer at the end. Now, really, I'm being a bit naughty, a bit cheeky, because I'm seeing if you're listening to the podcast. Okay? If you have, you'll know the answer to this question. If you haven't, you should be wowed by the answer. (laughs) Okay, so is this fact or fiction? Marie Catherine Laveau practiced voodoo in the 1800s in Louisiana and she started a beauty parlor and then eavesdropped on wealthy women to gain information for spiritual consultations with them. Is this fact or fiction? Have you been listening to the podcast? We'll find out at the end of the show. Built in 1796 by General David Bradford, the Myrtles Plantation is a historic location in St. Francisville, Louisiana, in the United States. It has an antebellum architecture and a Creole cottage style which Louisiana became known for in the 19th century. Now, it's said that the name comes from the crepe myrtle trees that surround the area. After its extension in the 1850s, the house now has 22 rooms spread over two floors. The plantation is centred on a large pond featuring a small island with a gazebo accessible by bridge. General Bradford lived on a structure separate from the main house, which is now used for laundry facilities, guest breakfasts and plantation offices and a gift shop. The deep American South, with its hot summers, lush green pastures and grand architecture, might sound like an idyllic place to take a holiday. But, as you most likely know, this part of America has a dark history marked with civil war, slavery and all manner of horrors left concealed underneath the idyllic aesthetic features of the time. Clark Woodruff was born in Litchfield County, Connecticut in August 1791. His father was a farmer, a life which Woodruff did not want for himself. He left Connecticut at the age of 19 to seek his fortune along the Mississippi River. 
1815, after serving in the War of 1812, Woodruff went to St Francisville to study law. Woodruff began his studies with Judge David Bradford, the owner of the Myrtles, then known as Laurel Grove. While earning his degree, he became enamoured with David's daughter, Sarah Matilda. Their romance blossomed and the young couple married on November the 19th, 1817. They then had three children together and everything was going well for Woodruff. He had friends in high places, an esteemed education under his belt and a loving family to share his fortune with. He had made himself the career he couldn't find back home on the farm. Unfortunately, his happiness did not last long. In 1823, there was an outbreak of yellow fever. This disease claimed many lives throughout Louisiana. Woodruff's wife, Sarah, succumbed to the disease on July the 21st, and after her passing, Woodruff continued to look after the plantation and take care of his children with help from his mother-in-law. The following year, his son James also died from yellow fever, and just two months later, his daughter Cornelia suffered the same fate. He then moved five miles north of New Orleans with his remaining daughter, Octavia, and her husband, where he retired after years of public service. The next owner of Laurel Grove was Ruffin Gray Sterling. The Sterlings were wealthy, owning several plantations on either side of the Mississippi River. In 1834, Ruffin and his wife Mary acquired the house, land buildings, and all of the slaves previously owned by Clark Woodruff. They remodelled the building with fine furnishings imported from Europe and expanded the halls to create a formal dining room, a games room and parlours. The house nearly doubled in size and the plantation was officially named to The Myrtles. Sterling died on July 1854, only four years after the renovation of The Myrtles, leaving the management of the plantation to his wife Mary. Of their nine children, only four lived old enough to marry. The house was looted and possessions were destroyed by Union soldiers. On the other side of the war, the family's wealth was worthless in Confederate currency. Despite these difficult times, Mary kept hold of the Myrtles until her death in August 1880. Twelve years after the death of Ruffin Sterling, his daughter's husband, William Winter, was hired to help Mary Sterling manage her land. In return, Mary gave William and her daughter the use of the Myrtles as their home. One day in January 1871, William was teaching a Sunday school in the gentleman's parlour of the house. He heard someone arriving to the house on horseback and calling out his name. William went out onto the side gallery of the house and was shot. He collapsed onto the porch and died as the gunman left. No one was convicted of this crime, so his killer remained unidentified and unpunished. Sarah was devastated and never remarried, living at the Myrtles with her remaining family until her death in April 1878. After Mary Sterling died in 1880, the ownership of the Myrtles was passed around for short periods of time. Harrison Milton Williams bought the property in January 1889, bringing his young son and wife, Fanny Howelson, to the house in 1891. He and his family, which grew to include seven children, kept the Myrtles going during the hard times of the post-war South. But tragedy would strike this family too, just like the ones before it. During a storm, their son Harry was trying to gather stray cattle. He lost his balance and fell into the Mississippi and drowned. Distraught with grief, Harrison and Fanny handed management of the property to their son. He later married and moved his family to the property. 
By the 1950s, the property surrounded the house had been divided among the Williams heirs, and the house itself was sold to Marjorie Munson, an Oklahoma widow who'd been made wealthy by chicken farms. It's at this point in the aftermath of so much death and destruction that the ghost stories began. Legend surrounds this house, tales of revenge-seeking slaves, ancient burial grounds, and the past occupants being spotted around the property in spirit form. Are the spirits there potent with anger, longing to seek justice after being caught up in the throes of famine, disease and civil war? Or was it simply poor healthcare and tension in the southern states which resulted in this series of tragedies? Well, let's start by examining the rumours that rose in the 1950s. Loose Lips, the podcast where we give our expert, not-so-expert advice. Join us as we figure life out one episode at a time. Yeah, you don't want them break dancing in the middle of Weatherspoons, do you really? A tanned ankle, no socks, boat shoes, so they have like a partially tanned foot. <laughs> so you got through it? Yeah, well, I mean, well, we're not together now. But... Oh, well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say, I'm furious. High five yourself, boom. Whoop. Another life saved, you know? Find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search List Slips for weekly topics and some seriously juicy listener dilemmas. Legend has it that when Clark Woodruff's wife Sarah was pregnant with her third child, he started an intimate relationship with one of his slaves, Chloe. She was a household servant and put up with Clark's advances to avoid being forced to work in the fields. Woodruff grew bored of Chloe and moved on to the next girl. Chloe eavesdropped private conversations being had by the family and when she got caught, her ear was chopped off by Woodruff. She started to wear a green turban to conceal the injury. It's said that one day, as the family celebrated their eldest daughter's birthday, Chloe put a small measurement of poison into the birthday cake. Sources differ on whether this was to kill them or just make them ill. The two children and Sarah passed away after eating the cake. Woodruff doesn't eat the cake and survives. The legend ends with Chloe's death, her body weighed down with rocks and thrown into the rushing expanse of the Mississippi River. When we compare this rumour to the known historical context of the Myrtles plantation, there are a few discrepancies that cause Chloe's story to become unrealistic. On record, Sarah passed away from yellow fever a year before any of the children died from the disease. Variations on the tale vary, and this rumour in particular is linked to the new owner, Marjorie Monson. So could it be an attempt to attract tourists? Hmm. But... It is odd that the ghost of Chloe has allegedly been photographed. A picture of a figure lurking behind one of the grand columns of the house has been taken and has been widely purported to be Chloe standing between two buildings. So this could be, as we've discussed many times, paradolia. I'm looking at the picture now. There's two buildings and in between the building is sort of what looks to be like a figure that could be a woman wearing a dress possibly a turban uh, we'll post that on our social media page uh, on instagram and, and let me know what you think so is this the ghost of chloe at myrtle's plantation or is it pareidolia now this image was taken in 1992 and the photographer insisted that no one else was present at the time and that the figure only appeared once the film was developed others have reported visiting the house today now known as the myrtle's plantation bed and breakfast and seeing the faces of the woodruff children in one of 
the mirrors immortalized in glass next to the rooms where they died. And if you want to examine the house for yourself, they offer historical tours where you can set foot on what is known as one of the most haunted houses in America. If there are ghosts present on Myrtle's plantation, there are many candidates, from the Woodruff family to the Sterling family and poor William Winter to finally the Williams before the estate became modernised into a commercial and historical site. There were also slaves, men, women and children kept in inhumane conditions and forced to work to their death who lived in a time when their freedom was on the line in US politics. And it's very possible that their spirits haunt the location too, that the tragedies of the house are punishing the families for their role in owning slaves. And this is where I first picked up on Myrtle's plantation. It was the hauntings of the slaves. And apparently, I don't know if I've got this right, but um, I think one of the female slaves, she was actually chained to the floor um, so she couldn't leave. And I'm sure there must have been many more, but it was the inhumane conditions that these poor men, women and children were kept in. And I think that's one of the reasons why, just one of why this particular location is so badly haunted. And of course, this is a location I'd love to go and investigate, but predominantly, I'd really love to talk to the spirits that are still there and possibly send them on. This is the most important thing. And it sounds to me like some of the ghosts are clinging onto this plane because of the pain that they went through whilst working there. And because of religious teachings at the time, and particularly in that part of the US, the slightest thing that was deemed bad, a sin, would of course terrify the soul, thinking that they would be confined in damnation for eternity, which, as we all know, isn't the case at all. I think any place that has had trauma residing within the building or land should be looked at and blessed. I don't know why we don't actually do that. We make it sort of almost a law. Any building, any piece of land, you need to bless it. You really, really do, I think. Otherwise, the locations will always be under the spell of spirits that are angry, desperate and incredibly sad. I've been to enough of these kinds of places, as you know, where there are so many tortured and frightened souls and they're still within the confines of the locations. Oh, and it does, it makes your heart break. It really, really does. Which reminded me, recently at Shrewsbury Prison, the ghost of a 16-year-old boy came to us and told us he'd been murdered in the prison by his cellmates. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Of course, it was covered up at the time, but he was so frightened as he could still see one of his murderers in spirit form and was being taunted and chased around the prison and he could not pass on into the light. Oh, it was it was awful. We felt so sorry for him and did indeed help him go to the other side. So I always ask if a spirit needs help and if they say yes, then I'll do what I can to help them. And it sounds to me that Myrtle's plantation has many spirits that need to be sent on into the light and hopefully one day someone will do it. Now we have a story from our lovely listener Vicky who sent this one in over on our Paranormal Activity Discord server. Hi Yvette, so my mum always puts up the card that she sent my nana three years ago but nana never received because she died on the 18th of December 2020. She put it up on a high shelf in front of a glass vase of wine glasses that were rose shaped with no bases, just stems if that makes sense. I was facing the table and saw and heard the card flutter slightly down but not fall. Next thing, there was an almighty bang and the glasses hit the counter and glass shattered everywhere. And I mean everywhere. The funny thing is, is that when we checked, the vase was still half intact on the shelf, but the glasses had seemingly leapt out of it and shattered on the worktop. We just stopped talking about Nana. It was like she was saying, you ignored the card, so have this. Well, hi, Vicky. Obviously, there wasn't a window open or a passing heavy vehicle that could have caused the glasses to fall. I'm assuming not. And if that's the case and there's no other logical explanation for it, it really does seem that your nan was trying to let you know that she was with you. And as you all know, I get cards for my loved ones that have passed on and I know they really like it and appreciate it. So, Vicky, why don't you get your nan a new card and put it up every year and see what happens? And I guarantee your nan will be delighted even sing happy birthday for her too on her birthday and I tell you what I bet you should be having a right little dance at the same time now let's get the answer to this week's fact or fiction to remind you it was Marie Catherine Laveau practiced voodoo in the 1800s in Louisiana and she started a beauty parlor and eavesdropped on wealthy women to gain information for spiritual consultations with them so what do you think fact or fiction if you listened to a prior podcast you'll know what the answer is Well, it is, of course, fact. And just to remind you, Mary Catherine Laveau was born on September the 10th, 1801, as a free black woman in New Orleans, Louisiana. Isn't it sad that you have to say free black woman? She was a practitioner of voodoo, herbalism and midwifery. Marie excelled at obtaining inside information on her wealthy patrons at the beauty parlour by listening to ladies gossip or from their servants who she either paid or cured for mysterious ailments. She used this information during her voodoo consultations with wealthy Orlean women to enhance her image as a clairvoyant and use this intel to give them practical advice. And she also made money by selling her girls Grigri. They were voodoo amulets originating in West Africa as charms to help their wishes come true. So there you go. If you knew it, I apologise. If you didn't, there you go. You've learned something new. Get in touch with me and share your stories at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. Uh, we are on WhatsApp and the phone number is 0759992737 if you'd like to leave me a voice note. Uh, and as I said, any photographs like the Myrtle's Plantation one of Chloe uh, will put up there. Here's the handle for Instagram at paranormalactivity. 
Creativity Pod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow. And I'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week. Stay safe. And remember, things aren't always as they seem. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.